We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi everyone, I'm Sophie, he's Mike. Welcome to our little corner of the podcasting universe. Hopefully you like the sound of our voices and you want to stick around for the show. Not that it stays in one place for long. I mean, after all, we are on the road with Mickey. So hop in the car and buckle up your skate belts because we've got an awesome adventure this week. Now a brief rundown before we get moving. First up, our roundtable talk where we'll discuss the main topic for this week, followed by some Disney trivia ranging from Disney history to a random Disney character of the day. Well, that's just about it. Everybody ready? Let's get this show on the road. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. Hi. And we're on the road with Mickey. This is episode 29 for July 25th, 2020, which is a different day than normal. But um, we are coming out of our um, Walt Disney World trip and... We are going to give a recap of what happened. It's been a busy, crazy week, so it's taken us a little bit to get this going. But um, yeah. but we'll be back on Monday. You can almost call this a double feature because um, mm-hmm. we are we're going to publish this on Saturday, the twenty fifth, and we are going to be back on Monday, the twenty seventh, with our normal episode. So. Um, so it's almost like two for the price of one, right, Soph? Yep. But um, before we get into our recap, we have um, just a little bit of cheddar from the big cheese. So we wanted to cover that a little bit. So, Sophie, why don't you take that away? Okay. Well, upon returning back from Walt Disney World, we have some permanent closures that we need to put into light don't worry the parks are still open and they don't plan on closing anytime soon at least not the ones in florida but there are three attractions that we have listed here that are not going to be reopening and the first one is primeval world it's over in animal kingdom in dino land usa and it was a seasonal ride anyway So it only opened when the weather was right. It was not open when we went just because it was so darn hot outside when we went to Animal Kingdom and because of COVID and them not wanting everyone to be crowded into one tiny little place. Right. And then next is one that I'm actually kind of upset about, and that is Rivers of Light because... We never got to see Rivers of Light. We had plans to see it in our March trip that turned into a July trip. But unfortunately, it will not be coming back. I guess maybe they didn't have enough people interested in it. Or maybe it was just too early in the day. Maybe Animal Kingdom closes too early for there to be a night show. Yeah, I don't know. Um, It... There's a lot of speculation on why it's closing about how maybe they're making Animal Kingdom back into just a day 
nighttime show or a daytime part, but I don't think that's quite it because I think, um, you know, with Pandora and the way that looks at night, I think there's a lot to to explore at Animal Kingdom at night. So I don't think that's quite it. But, Not um, to mention, Animal Kingdom is a nightmare to get through during the day. Yeah. Like, but, it is super hot there so it's good for them to have night hours that way not all of their guests are going in the morning and then bailing out like we did by one o'clock in the afternoon because it's too hot exactly exactly um but anyway you know we don't know why we're just reporting so and then the last one is over at magic kingdom and it's already been closed for a while um and it's Stitch's Great Escape. Did I get that right? Yep. Um, I think that was the name yep. that I remember reading. Stitch's yeah. Great Escape. And that one was kind of a crazy ride for us anyway. We weren't yeah. we weren't entirely sold on it. And it closed um, and became a meet and greet. And, of course, the meet and greet part isn't happening right now. Um, so it may stay as a meet and greet later on. But I'm not sure. But as as the attraction goes, Stitch's Great Escape will not be um, returning. So. Mm-hmm. So anyway, those are the the things we have from Cheddar from the Big Cheese. You know, most of the other news is all um, COVID type related. So, um, you know, we're going to cover a lot of a lot of things that we saw in our recap. So there's no need to bring it up now. But, um, but you know, w- that brings us to our feature topic, which for us was a recap of our trip to Walt Disney World. And mm-hmm. I thought we'd go into the positives, which there were a ton of positive things that happened at Disney um, while we were there. And also a few negatives, you know, there were some some negatives, but not that many. But I wanted to cover all sides of it, so... So, Sophie, um, I think I'll start by talking about the trip down. Um, yeah. You know, we decided um, that we would fly, and we flew on Southwest. And, um, you know, the moment we got to our airport, which is RDU because we live in North Carolina and we're in Raleigh area, um, the moment we got to the airport, we were wearing um, masks, and we went through – we went through the TSA lines with masks on. Um, we had to remove them briefly for them to, to just make sure that was us on our IDs. Um, but we traveling through TSA was the security checkpoints was really simple. I thought there was a couple things, but nothing really um, out of the ordinary. And then um, boarding for our plane was was handled quite nicely. I thought as well. Um, with Southwest, as most people know, you you um, check in for your flight and you are um, assigned a number from which to board, you know, and that's your space to board. And then you pick whatever seat you want. And um, for most of the people, we actually um, were sitting much further up in the front of the plane and not so much in the back of the plane. So there was going down to Florida. Um, it seemed like there was a lot more crowding 
in the front of the plane and when we when we landed and looked we saw that the back of the plane was was practically empty um yeah. so we remembered that for when we flew home mm-hmm. um you know but um but southwest was doing a really good job they were um they were you know limiting um no one was sitting in the middle seats except for if it was a family of three like we were mm-hmm. you know we we took up a single section of of a, of a row um so we were you know we had a middle seat taken but um but predominantly the middle seats were not taken and um and it was it was a quick flight and it was a good flight you know so so i think it was um i think it was totally safe being on the plane don't you think so i agree mommy might have been a little bit like nervous yeah nervous but then again she's already prone to air sickness as it is so that's probably why yeah but um she uses um she has these things that go on her wrist called c-bands and um and they help her really well so yeah so if you are a listener that's prone to air sickness check out these c-bands because it prevents you from having to have like a Dramamine patch or something like that. And um, and it tends to work. It, 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 you apply them on your wrist mm-hmm. and it hits a certain, certain nerve or something and that takes away any discomfort. So I don't, yeah. I'm no doctor, so I don't know exactly how that, how that works, but, but anyway, so that, that helps her. And, and if you have that issue, then look into that because it's an easy way to, to do that um but you know um when we got to orlando international one thing that we had to redo um we were originally signed up for magical express but somehow in the course of all of our changes because remember like sophie said we were originally going to be going in march and then we were going to be going in may and now of course we went in july and somewhere in the course of changing all that um the magical express reservation we had was lost so Mm -hmm. so we never got our tags which they've changed that policy anyway they're not they're not um collecting luggage and transporting it directly to the magical express buses now because of the covid situations but um so we had to get our, you know, we had to get our luggage and we had to carry it with us to the bus, but they had to enter us in for, um, for our situation, for getting transportation over. And, um, and that yeah. was, that was, you know, just a little bit of a headache. It wasn't a big deal. And at the same time, he put in our return flight information so that we didn't have to deal with that, um, mm-hmm. you know, later on. So but Magical Express was really nice. It was um, spaced out, so the bus driver told us where to sit, and um, and there was a lot of social distance seating, um, and that was that was evident on Magical Express as well as on the bus transportation going to the parks. You know, mm-hmm. they they would tell you where to sit for the most part, and also where. Um, where you needed to, you know, you know, how it was spaced out. 
So Yeah, they did a great job at making sure that you were safe and socially distanced so that the risk was minimal. Yeah, exactly. They did a exactly. great job with that. Yeah. So, um, so we arrived at our um, destination resort, which was the cabins at Fort Wilderness. And um, we did go in um, and confirm our check-in because we didn't have a room assignment yet. Um, and so they, um, but as soon as we got there, they assigned our room. And so we had minimal interaction at the front desk. And um, and they also drove us to our cabin because they knew we were came in on Magical Express. So, mm-hmm. um, and then from there, after we put our luggage up, we went to the Magic Kingdom, didn't we, Soph? Yeah, and we got there pretty late on in the day. But let me yeah. tell you, what was it about eleven thirty, eleven forty-five when we got to the park? Almost noon, actually, Yeah, I think. But let me tell you, in that amount of time, you would expect us that we wouldn't get that much done in the day. We got 11 rides done by the time the park closed. And the park closed at 7 o'clock. Yeah. Um, and that included us, you know, stopping and having lunch and snacks and stopping for um to cool off you know and to to you know have a drink of water or whatever mm-hmm. you know we we did a lot at, at the magic kingdom and i think bar none probably for me the magic kingdom was my favorite park because we could do so much on minimal wait times you know oh yeah i mean we were riding peter pan and we were riding um, Big Thunder Mountain, and we were riding Seven Dwarfs and um, and Space Mountain with like ten minute wait times. You know, it was just insane how quick you could go through a line um, and and ride those rides. You know, about the longest ride li- line that we had was probably your Splash Mountain, I guess. Right, probably about oh. twenty minutes. I walked right on to Splash Mountain. Oh. Um, so, so for Magic Kingdom, the, there's so many attractions to do that it really made it, um, made it worth it to, to be there at that time because we were able to do a ton. Mm -hmm. So, so that was a definite positive. And if you look at my background picture there, you see the, um, you see an actual shot of Main Street from when we got there you know it was one of our days at magic kingdom and you can just see how how light the the crowds were there you know yeah so it was amazing to say the least yeah so you know we did a lot of live streaming um on facebook and i had a lot of people following along in our on the road with mickey group Mm -hmm. and they really and if you haven't um, checked out our group, feel free to do so. It's facebook.com slash groups slash on the road with Mickey group. And, um, and if you can't find it with the link, 
search for it in Facebook um, and join in because we have a lot of fun talking about things, um, mostly Disney related um, in that group. And, um, and you'll be able to, to watch a lot of our live streams because I was sharing them in the group the whole week. And, um, mm -hmm. and it was just a lot of fun to, to see. And a lot of people enjoyed seeing the, um, seeing the, the way the parks were. You know, and being able to do some rides and to be able to do some some different things. So it was it was cool to to bring Disney back into to people's homes. You know, definitely. So, um, you know, the next day was the thirteenth, and that day we were going to Animal Kingdom, and there were a couple negatives about Animal Kingdom, weren't there, Soph? Yeah, there were some negatives, but it was also, like... There were a lot of positives still, though. Yeah, there were tons of positives. You know, um, one of the things, you know, one of the things about Disney this this past week was it was super hot and super humid. and oh, yeah. um and having the masks on because you had to wear your mask the whole time and we were temperature checked when we got to each park we mm -hmm. were temperature checked all the, the whole time and um the temperature check was no big deal you know they just put the temperature up next to you and and took your temperature and it was fine and yeah. um the masks really um it was harder with the masks. It wasn't it was. as much fun having to wear a mask, but it was, it was, it's the rules of the game, you know? So, so it is what it is. People were really good about wearing the masks. Yeah, too. they were. They were really good about wearing they, their masks. Yeah. We all know that if we don't wear the masks, then Disney will close again. And we all know that we don't want that to happen. Right. Um, but at animal kingdom, it was really super hot there. It felt worse than it did at the other parks, and yeah. um, and part of that is because of all the the con you know the the pavement and things like that that you have to walk on. But um, you know things like um, like Pandora, okay, yeah. um, Avatar, the world of Avatar, the the ride was like 10 minutes, <laughs> which was mm -hmm. insane, you know, but the funny thing was that Navi river journey, we didn't ride because it had a long line and uh, we under the way we understood it was they were cleaning the boats after each person rode. So, so that made it a longer line. Um, so it was, so it took longer to get through and it just, you know, just from our perception, um, it felt like they were a um, lot more crowded, a in, lot more crowded. And, line. you know, I, we never really went over to, to to stand in line to see if that was really the case. But um, but, you know, it, it just it's, felt like it was a more crowded and not as socially distant. Yeah. Um, and that may not have been the case, but. But it might have been so. Um, so I, so we didn't ride Navi River Journey, even though I really would have loved to have 
videoed that because that's a great that's a great yeah, boat it ride. is it is so beautiful in that ride yeah but being able to ride um pandora or the world of pandora or whatever whatever flight the name of, of the passage. Flight of passage thank you honey i can having a brain <laughs> freeze there but being able to ride flight of passage in a 10 minute wait was astounding yeah it was <laughs> It was great. It was awesome. Yeah, and it was everything that we expected it to be. You know, mm-hmm. we were um, in a section, and it was just us. And, you know, in another section, there was another, there was a group, and it was just their family. And, you know, so so they spaced it out. You know, I didn't have anyone sitting next to me that wasn't someone I didn't know, you know? Yeah. So... The, the problem with Animal Kingdom, though, was that it they was had, very hot. And, and we they were had trying... all the indoor attractions, like the shows and whatnot, they had them closed. Right. That's what I was going to say. They, yeah. um, It was so hot that there wasn't really any way to escape that heat. Um, we couldn't do um, Festival of the Lion King. Mm-hmm. We couldn't do... Finding Nemo the Musical, you know, those were closed. They weren't open. Um, And about the only indoor attraction that we really could do was Dinosaur. And we did that. Um, But it was, it was, we did it more because of the air conditioning than because of the ride. (laughs) Yeah, because let's be honest. I will never, ever go on that ride because of the ride. It's always the air conditioning with me. Yeah. That ride is terrifying to me. But but she did go on it, so kudos to you, Sophie. <laughs> um, we did do um, Kilimanjaro Safaris, and we did Expedition Everest with a five-minute wait. Um. So those were those were cool, mm-hmm. and um, expedition. I mean, Kilimanjaro safaris. The way they have it set up is, you get assigned a row for your family, and no one else that you don't know is in that row, and then um, they put a plexi like plastic sheeting um, between rows on each of the cars. So, um, so the row behind you will have people in it, but you've got that plastic sheeting in yeah. place that, that kind of limits you from exposure from them. And of course you're still wearing your masks uh-huh. and, um, and it was still good. You know, Kilimanjaro safaris was still a good ride and, um, still interesting. So, so that didn't really detract in my opinion from anything. Nope. And then, um, of course, Expedition Everest and all the roller coasters, you're not able to request um, being like in the front or the very back or anything like that. It's pretty much you get assigned what you get assigned for a row. And um, and it, if you luck out and get in the very front, then good for you. And if you don't, well, then you it's try fine. again. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like you have to wait a couple hours to try again. Right, exactly. So, so, um, but 
like Sophie said, with with the indoor stuff closed, it really did make Animal Kingdom feel like a half day park to me. Yeah, yeah, um, it definitely was. And um, I think that's part of why the hours were set the way they were. It was set from eight a.m. to six p.m. because I think they expected most people to go right in the beginning of the day before it got super hot. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, after we did Animal Kingdom that first day, and we were going to do Animal Kingdom a second day, but based on that, that experience of not, of seeing everything we needed to see in that half day, we felt like it wasn't worth making a park reservation for Animal Kingdom for a second day. Um, so we didn't, so we just went there just the one day. Um, you know, and then we did Magic Kingdom again, and um, and then after the Magic Kingdom day on the 14th, the, was the 15th, and that was our first day at Epcot, mm-hmm. and um, and that was that was good. You know, it was it seemed a lot busier um, at Epcot, and that I think was predominantly um, if we felt it most at the temperature checks. Yeah, because there was a long line for temperature check. Yeah, um, and and but it, I think it was busier because a it didn't open till eleven, and b it was the first day that Epcot had opened. Mm-hmm. You know, we were there on that first day, so so that I think everybody was excited to go to Epcot for that first day. Yeah, and so, um, but you know what? Once we got into the parks and and it, it really kind of spaced out and it was it was fine. Our first attraction was of course which one, Sophie? Spaceship Earth. Of course, because that's our that's our ride. Mm-hmm. And, oh, um, oh, big cheese, big cheese. I forgot this this at the beginning of the show. The renovations for Spaceship Earth, they were going to renovate it. Those have been canceled. They're put on hold, yeah. And also, they were going to do a Mary Poppins attraction. And that has also been put on hold. Yeah. So, and, yeah. So, the Spaceship Earth um, renovation is on hold. And I don't know what they'll do, but um, I imagine they'll do it at some point. But anyway, um, we we had a great time doing Spaceship Earth. Definitely. We we had it didn't stop in the middle of operation. We, you know, we had a slight delay getting on because we were there right before 11 o'clock. And so we. um so we we had to wait a little bit because the park didn't open officially for attractions till eleven o'clock. So, but it was it was great though, and it and once it started moving, it moved fast, you it know, did. as far as the line. So it we wasn't. Walked, but then again, that ride is also a non-stopping ride, so right. The flow is supposed to. In theory, it's continuous, and this time it was, so it seemed like it moved very fast. Yeah, so it was it was definitely a great ride, and we were able 
to live stream that. And, um, and I don't think we had any situations where the live stream knocked out, you know, we had a good, good, good connection for the internet to keep that stream going. So it was really kind of cool. Um, so it was, we rode spaceship earth at least twice, three times, something like that. And, um, and it was good. It was really good. Mm-hmm. So, and then, um, other other rides we did was um, Soren, mm-hmm. which which was really um, the Soren was interesting this time because there there was a longer line um, and it was and it said like thirty minutes and it wasn't quite thirty minutes I think it probably ended up being like twenty minutes probably yeah. but the problem was in the in the line a lot of the line it felt like the air conditioning wasn't working Mm -mm. and so it was kind of steamy very humid in there and then once you got to where the the cloudy waves on the ceiling are that's when the air conditioning seemed to kick into place Mm -hmm. so so it cooled you down and of course soren Soaring around the world is is an awesome ride, anyway. So yeah, it really is. I love soaring around the world. Yeah. So, um, so that was worth that was definitely worth doing, and we did that a couple of times during our uh, during our days as well. So, mm-hmm. um, so that was good. And um, for dining, we ate at Sunshine Seasons. Because we were at a point where we're like, you know what? We need to get some food in our bellies. Yeah. And uh, and Sophie um, rediscovered her childhood of eating um, of Uncrustables. Eating Uncrustables. <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly. Sometimes you just need to order from the kids' menu. Yeah. And you know what? Um, what? We found throughout the week that if we, if we were hungry um we weren't able to eat all the food we were given um so as the week went on even mommy started ordering from the kids menu yep and that was the perfect amount so Mm -hmm. it really was it served us well i had a um some sort of grilled chicken it was like uh it was like a leg and thigh um and it had black beans and rice and mm-hmm. it was really good i the girls didn't seem interested into it because of the rice and the black beans but i'm yeah. telling you it was really good so that was at sunshine seasons and it and i would get that again so okay um some of the things that we um we also did is we try we didn't try a whole lot you know epcot on the 15th opened their um, taste of Epcot food and wine. Um, So it's kind of like an extended version of the food and wine festival, but with, with some variations. And Mm -hmm. um, one thing that we did try based on our friend Deb's recommendation, right? Soph? Right. She's podcast Deb. Uh (laughs) We did. Um, we did the over in Canada. We tried the filet mignon, and it was 
Sophie didn't try it. She's not a beef eater. But um, Cindy and I split it, and it was really dang good. It was $8.25, but it was... It was a big piece of meat. It was enough for the two of us to share. It was a great mid-afternoon snack before dinner, and um, and it had like a like a I don't know, almost like a cheese sauce on it and mushrooms, but it was it was really good. Um, and then we also tried some different drinks, didn't we, Sophie? Yes, we did. I actually have one of the sippers that we got because we decided, well, we didn't decide. One of our friends, Aunt Sheila, she asked us if we could get her and Jagan these sippers while we were over in Disney World because they couldn't find them in Disneyland and they're big sipper collectors. Yeah. And so we so got, we got the, the orange bird. Uh-huh. Citrus Sunrise, I think is what it's called. And we got, in that sipper cup, we got these orange cream milkshake mm-hmm. things. It was almost like, for old school people, it was almost like a creamsicle ice cream. It was so good. Mm-hmm. It was and, great. And that... That sipper with the drink was $15. Um, so if you are making a trip or dreaming of a trip and thinking about it, go try it out. It's over at the Citrus Blossom, I think, is the name of the stand. Um, and it's not far from the Canada Pavilion. Um, so it's like between the main entrance and then you head to the you head to the right, so you head counterclockwise towards Canada, and it'll, you'll see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a really good shake. I it mean, was. It was super good. It was a, it was a nice treat. Um, and it and was the, refreshing on a hot day, too. Yeah. So, and then over by the outpost, um, not far, just beyond, um, what, China? Before, uh, after China, before Germany, where the African outpost is. Yep, Pineapple okay. Promenade, I think yeah. is what it's called. I think you're right. And um, they have the um, they have another type of sipper that they wanted, and that was who? What was it, Sophie? Do you remember? That was Spike the Bumblebee. Spike the Bee, yeah. And for that sipper you had your choice of frozen lemonade or um like a like an icy coca-cola um Mm -hmm. and we actually got three of those and um and we had one of them with the lemonade and the other two with the coca-cola and the coca-cola was better the lemonade um was good to start but it also um got kind of too tart as you Mm. went along so i was the only one that was drinking the lemonade so yeah maybe if it had been something we all shared but but my girls aren't into lemonade (laughs) well mommy is a little bit more than me i was just saving up for dinner yeah saving space because we went 
we got those right before we went to the garden grill and had dinner, which was amazing, by the it way. It was really good. Goldfish in macaroni and cheese is brilliant. You wouldn't yeah. think about it, but it's amazing. Yeah. And then, of course, we had beef with a chimichurri sauce. Mm-hmm. And we had um, turkey. And we had, what else? Was that the two beef? Was that the two meat options? Yeah, beef and turkey. And then there was stuffing. There mm-hmm. were green beans. There was mac incredible, and ma- incredible mashed potatoes. Oh, oh yeah, the mashed potatoes and, were amazing. And like a corn succotash or something like that. That was really good. And of course, bread and and butter and all that. And um, for dessert, they served um, like a berry um, pound cake or something like that. Shortcake. Strawberry shortcake. blueberry shortcake. Yeah. <coughs> and it was really good with whipped cream on it. So it was really good, too. It was amazing. And we chose the Garden Grill because it was one of the two um, modified character dining locations. And so the way it worked, um, if you if you know the Garden Grill, you know how it's a round re- restaurant and it rotates slowly. And you have seating on the outside and you also have seating on the inside that's up on the like the second deck, um, like like two steps up. But the inside seating is not being filled. They're only seating people at the outside rows. And that's where we sat. And um, and that is so that the characters can come visit you from a distance by leaning over the edge and look down at you. So, so that's what anyway, happened. Because the yeah. view on the outside is better. Right. The view on the outside, you get to see the living with the land boat ride scenes. And that's really part of the draw for the Garden Grill is is that. Which is a shame so, that we never went and saw the living with the land. Yeah. We didn't get into that one because there was a long line. Um, and then also the, the second time we were going to try it was right near the end of the day. And um, it was closed down for cleaning, and the attendant, the cast member, didn't think it would open in time before the yeah. park closed. So, so we didn't get to do it. But, but you know, we've we've done living with the land before, so it's not like we mm-hmm. we lost out or had never seen it before. So, yeah, those are it some of the fun. things you just save them for next time. Yep, because there will always be a next time, especially with me. Yeah. So, um, so other than the Garden Grill and Sunshine Seasons, we we made it to some of the countries in World Showcase. Not all of them, um, but we did go to Canada. We saw the movie, and yep. we also um, went to, to Mexico. Mexico. And we rode the three Caballeros. Which is we had my to wait favorite. a little bit. We had to wait a little bit on that one as well because they take time every hour or two to um, to clean them, you know, and they they do a cleaning of the boats. And so so it's 
cool to see, you know, you, you don't want, no one ever wants to wait, but, but the flip side is that you do get you know, to, ex- you know, they're cleaning them and they're, they're taking care of it. So. Yeah. And not to mention, at least we got to wait inside the pavilion. That's true. The beauty, the beauty of the Mexico pavilion is that it's all indoors and yeah. there's this lovely fountain that you can sit by, and it's a really pretty sight. Yes, it is. So, yeah. And, we and got it's to like stitch. an open-air market, and it's like it's at night, you know. So, uh-huh. So it's Even a though great, it's 3 in the yeah. afternoon. Yep. It's a great environment. Mm-hmm. So, and um, with the Three Caballeros ride, um, they have a these plexiglass barriers Mm -hmm. between the roads because you know how that queue is you go and then you come back and then you go and you come back yeah and And so very hard to social distance yeah so the the way they accommodate that is by putting up these plexiglass barriers between the rows so that makes it so that you are isolated from the people on the other side of the of the railing and um mm-hmm. and that works you know it, it it is a little cramped um if you are claustrophobic it might be an issue yeah but i um, mean at least the plexiglass is see-through so you're not feeling completely like you're in a box right well you might feel like you're in a glass block box but it's not like you can't see what's going out, going around. And, you know, you, you know, if you've been on the ride before, you know, it's not a long queue anyway. So it's not a, it's not a super long time that you're waiting there. So, mm-hmm. you know, five or ten minutes, probably max. So yeah. not a big deal. Not a big deal at all. And um, and, you know, just like in the other areas of the different the different parks they have they have places for you to stop so that you're six feet from the party in front of you while you're in line so it works well they did a really good job they put a lot of time and effort into it Mm -hmm. and and i think they did a really good job of making sure that it was that it was good for everybody you know Mm -hmm. so so, and of course, once you get on the three Caballeros, well, then you're in three Caballeros world. You don't even think about the about the social distancing. Nope. <laughs> and, and, Thankfully, and they take to, care of that for you. Yeah, you don't have to think about it because they put us in like the back of the boat or the front of the boat or something like that. And someone else would be in the very back of the boat. So there's a lot of space. Uh-huh. Between the two parties, you know? There are like five rows of empty space between each one. So, yeah, they definitely take care of that. Yeah. And so all you have to do is worry about enjoying the ride. Uh Uh-huh. So, now some things that we didn't get to try at Epcot. Um, We didn't ride Frozen because it it was a long line and it just felt... Um, like it wasn't worth it. We've seen, we've ridden Frozen before, you know, so it just felt like it wasn't worth waiting in the line. Um, we actually didn't get that far into World Showcase, really. No, we did. 
there was a lot we didn't do at World Showcase. We didn't um, get up to the top of it. We didn't do American Adventure. We didn't we didn't eat at Sam Eagle. Those are all things that we're gonna have to ta- tackle next time. You know, mm-hmm. um, we didn't do the China show um, no. or the France anything in France or anything like that. Um, and we didn't. We didn't have our um, fish and chips over at the Rose and Crown, which yeah, you're right. So, all things that we'll we'll tackle. You know, yeah. one of the negatives um, at Magic Kingdom was that some of the quick service places that we thought were going to be open weren't open, and um, and that included Columbia Harbor House, and it was crazy because. You, you have to learn really quickly to um, to rely on your app, rely yeah. on the My Disney Experience app, because mm-hmm. you don't want to walk all over to a to a dining thing that you're looking forward to and get there and find out that they're closed, yeah. because that's just no fun, especially when you're really hungry. So and really thirsty too. Yeah. But on a lighter note. It did actually help guide us to try a restaurant that we've actually never eaten at before, I don't think. I don't think we've eaten at the Pecos Bill Cafe, have we? No, we hadn't. Um, but it was a great restaurant. It's Yeah. And it's huge, too. You don't think about it, but it is so big inside that restaurant. Yeah. Like, there is probably enough space. Like, even... If we weren't social distancing, you could probably fit, like, the entirety of Frontierland inside that restaurant. You probably could. Um, You know, there's a ton, like you said, Sophie, there's a ton of seating. and, um, And it really does play out. And it's big enough that they have their own restrooms inside, you know. Mm So, um so there's a lot of ways to 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 be socially distant and still enjoy the meal. You know, I had nachos with ground beef and it had cheese sauce and great chips and oh, it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even remember what you girls had, but but you you seemed to enjoy. It. I think mommy had a burger. But Yeah. Uh, that was one of the days where I ordered off the kids' menu, so I ended up having mac and cheese, and it was great mac and cheese, too. It wasn't like the craft mac and cheese, but yeah. it was good. Yeah. Well, on that note, Daddy, we are actually getting close to an hour, so I think we ought to split this into a part two, don't you? Well, um, if you want to, we could talk about the last the last park that we haven't talked about yet and um how that was on a That's different true. show you want to do that yeah i think it would be best for us to do that because there are still so many things that we haven't covered about the first three parks yeah okay so yeah All i right. think in that case i'm gonna go ahead and move on to my this day in disney history you go and, okay well i've got something really special for you guys 
And Daddy, I know you're going to love this one. I am going all the way back to July 25th of 1959. And on this day, the Ernest S. Marsh locomotive takes its first inaugural run around Disneyland at the hands of the chief engineer. And can you guess who that engineer is? Walt Disney. That is right. Nice. Affectionately deemed engine number four. I believe that's the one that we ride on today, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know which one we ride on. But I have a really cool photo of... um, the the one of the locomotives at Walt Disney World, which is the Roger Brogy, and um, and it's just a beautiful locomotive, but um, but what I really like about that is that um, we met his son Michael, and we actually bought a book of his that talks mm-hmm. about the about the um, the interaction and how the 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 trains and how Walt loved the the locomotives and the trains and how they came up with with the ideas and stuff like that. So it's a really cool book. But yeah. um, but but I don't know. I didn't I don't know which one we normally ride over there. So so that's something I gotta I gotta think about. Mm-hmm. But but that's cool. Do you have anything else? Nope, that is all I want to share with today. Okay. Well, I am looking up two little things real quick. Let's see here. You know what? I've I've got um my Disney Who's Who character. Mm-hmm. And now I've got a Walt Disney World quote as well. And I think the Walt Disney World quote really does sum up um, our experience from last week. Definitely. But first, I am going to give you our Who's Who character. And he is a dog. Hmm. Is he a talking dog? Yeah, because he talked in the movie. Oh. He was a puppy, though. You want me to just give it to you? Yeah, there are too many talking dogs on Disney. Yeah. Um, Our Who's Who character for today is Patch from 101 Dalmatians. Oh. Oh, yeah. I never would have guessed that. I would have guessed all 14 of his brothers and sisters. (laughs) But more than anything, Patch longs to be a hero. He was the only one to fight back when Cruella's henchmen abducted the puppies. And he even stood up to Jasper when the villain spoke harshly to his brother. To his brother, Mm. Lucky. Patch looks up to his father as a role model and idolizes Thunderbolt, the dog star of a popular TV show. He has seen and memorized all 72 episodes of Thunderbolt's show. 
Patch has a bit of a rivalry with his brother Lucky. The two are always vying for the best spot in front of the TV. In spite of this, Patch is very protective of Lucky. Patch has one black ear, one white ear, and a black patch around his right eye. Hence the name, right, Sophie? Yep. Um, now, one bit of did you know? Mm-hmm. Sophie? Yes? Did you know that Patch has 32 spots? No, I did not. He was the only puppy born with black markings. The others were white at birth and developed black spots later. Oh, wow. Yep. So, Patch is very unique. Mm-hmm. And, and I have, I have a tiny bit character. of did you know about Lucky? Go for it. Did you know... That, the re- that there are two reasons why Lucky is named the way he is? Why? One is that he was the puppy that we saw at the birth of the puppies who needed to be resuscitated. Mm-hmm. And two is because he has a ring of spots on his back that resemble a horseshoe. That's right. I think I knew those. But I haven't seen the movie in a while, so I would have forgotten. Mm-hmm. And now, my Walt Disney quote. And I think this sums up very much so what it was like going to Walt Disney World last week, Sophie. This is Walt Disney talking about Disneyland, but I think it applies as well to Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. And Walt says, and I quote, Disneyland is like Alice stepping through the looking glass. To step through the portals of Disneyland will be like entering another world. And I that's see. exactly what it was like, wasn't it, Soph? Yep. It was, um, parts of it were very emotional for me because... It's just such a awesome place to visit, but parts of it were fun, and there was, you know, we were worried about Disney magic a little bit, but the Disney magic was there the whole time, mm-hmm. and and we experienced it over and over again, and you know the cast members were so friendly. They were they were so excited to see everybody. They knew when I was live streaming and they would be like waving at the cameras. You know, the same thing with the cast members that the face characters and the fur characters that we saw. You know, they would wave. They knew what we were recording, you know? Yeah. So, and, it was great. And one of the things I'm going to do, um, and then we're going to stop for the day. But um, one of the things I'm, I'm going to let people know is I'm going to take those live streams because I saved all of those files. And I'm going to see what I can do to make them into movies for the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And put them up on YouTube because I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, but anyway, But anyway, that's what we've got for this week. So next week, we are going to have part two of our recap of... 
the things that we experienced at Walt Disney World. And then um, after that, who knows what our next topic will be, right, Soph? Who knows? But anyway, thank you, Sophie, for joining me, as always. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to next week and, um, and completing our recap of Walt Disney World, of our Walt Disney World trip. And mm-hmm. touching base on some of the really cool stuff we saw at Hollywood Studios. Oh, yeah. I have a lot to talk about with Hollywood Studios. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, anyway... Let me just remind everyone that On the Road with Mickey is sponsored by Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis and Tech Solutions NC. If you have any travel or computing needs, reach out to us. Um, You can reach Mike for travel at mike at pixievacations.com or on Facebook at Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis. Or if you have any computing issues, reach out to Mike at TechSolutionsNC.com for the website or on Facebook under the same name. So thank you, Sophie, for joining me, and I will talk to you later, and we will see see you on the road. road. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Great job, honey.